I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Did you happen to not have a job instead somehow supplement that by flipping retail sports cards? And or Pokemon cards from Targets and Walmarts. Well, <laughs> get a new job, you flip-flop wearing loser. Sorry. Flip-flop wearing loser. Stereotypes coming out there. Flip-flop. Probably guess I can't wear my flip-flops this summer. My guess. Flip-flop, athletic sh- shorts, uh, the high like ankle socks, Nike, probably. Some hoodie. All while either also being a sneakerhead or having never played a sport in their life. Anyway. Bitter. I'm not bitter. It's just always the same person. Like the same type of people. You see them coming a mile away. Hey, this is the Gamers 2 Podcast. Your weekly roundup of news and commentary related to the video game industry and anything else that might pique our interests. Which will include sports and Pokemon cards this week. This week. But yeah. otherwise, you know what else you could spend your money on? Uh, video games. And new ones at that. I just like finally clicked that games are going up to $70. Yes. When I was watching um, He Who Shall Not Be Named stream and he was playing Returnal. Oh, yes. He who shall not be named. <laughs> and so, no. uh, we'll reference somebody we like. Uh, Girlfriend Reviews brought it up on their review of Returnal. Yeah. Um, and I just... <laughs> He'll never find out. It's the best part about it. He'll never know because he never listens. It just like it sunk in that Returnal is $70. Yeah. Yep. Which, yeah. It doesn't look great, and is it amazing? Sure, for people, I'm not one of those people for seventy. And it's, I mean, if you don't the show is seventy, but if you're not going to fully commit to the replayability of it, it's like a not even a ten hour game. I think that's what it seems like. Yeah, probably like seven. I mean, ten probably at like the end, like the high end, I guess. But yeah, if you're not going to commit to the replayability, then why? Yeah. Also, one, why would you buy a roguelike then? Exactly. And I guess some roguelikes yeah. are potentially more punishing or like there's more to do in them. And this seems to be. It seemed to be kind of lacking, I guess, and maybe not necessarily difficulty, but variety. Because almost every streamer I know or watched 
or people I talk to beat it in two days. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, is that the ending? I guess. It's like I hope I hope there's more to that later at some point. Like, hey, we added in blah blah blah, but like, I mean, I guess it's the different endings, but yeah, but like that doesn't. It's funny in near because the game's long because it's an RPG anyway, but it I don't know. I I have a very mixed feeling on different endings anyway in any style game. Mm-hmm. Like if 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 there's different endings but it's not like a telltale thing where it's like we all kind of reach the same you know like Dragon Age. We all reach the same ending, but certain things change depending on how you talk to people or whatever. Yeah. It's like if is that the ending or is that not the ending? Same thing with like where Hades it was a little different where it's like you need to be out at least 10 times to get the entire story. It's like, okay, you at least told me the number. It's like, oh, well, there's a bunch of different endings. Well, I'm like, yeah, but are they all the same with just like a different message? Like, I don't, yeah. 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 I feel you. Well, anyway. Here's the other shit you could buy if you don't want to buy Returnal for $70. Starting with Hood, Outlaws, and Legends for PC. That actually came out. It, it's on the list. Interesting. For PC, PS5, Xbox Series X. Screw it. The PlayStations and the Xboxes. Well, uh, based on my limited knowledge of not knowing that it was coming out, I'm going to assume that it's going to flop. All right. Also, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Wrath of the Druids. More Assassin's Creed. Yeah, that's that DLC that you lambasted me for finishing the game so I could start playing this right when it came out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... (laughs) Oh, it's so bad. Fanicom Detective Club for the Switch. Mass Effect Legendary Edition for the PC, PS4, and Xbox One. And I believe new consoles as well, but I don't remember. Probably, hey, I would hope. Yeah. But hey, it's here. Can't wait to listen to everybody complain. People are... <sighs> it could be the circles that I'm like traveling. Are they I, circle not jerking I, it? Not that I... Yes. Not that I really travel in circles, but like, you know, the subreddits. You're more of a triangle guy. Uh, uh, I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> uh, At least I didn't say rhombus. They are like I don't want to say circle jerking it, but the the hype is like really elevated. I'm I'm wondering it's borderline circle jerk. Yeah, I'm wondering if part of it comes from the people that obviously there's the crowd that played played them all when they first came out and just loves them and wants them again and they're happy to get them right. Yeah, understandable. That's totally fine. They they really can't complain anything about like. Uh, the game itself, except for performance-related things. Oh, the graphics aren't up to par. Nah, there's some glitches here or whatever. Like, that they can complain about, but they are not... That crowd, as far as I'm concerned, is not allowed to complain about the game, story, whatever, because they had their chance 10-plus years ago. I don't remember how long it's been now. Sounds right. Um, It's the new crop that hasn't ever played the games yet. Where I can't wait for them to finish Mass Effect 3 and just give it about a week and see if this random shitstorms all start up again. Because it was bad when Mass Effect 3 first happened. I don't think it will because like there's been 
it's become that like disappointing endings are more of a social norm now. Uh, you know what? <laughs> Sadly, it's true. <laughs> so I think people are acclimated to that, to that idea and they'll just be like, it's an ending or they'll be like, yeah, it wasn't so bad. It is what it is. Yeah. All good things. Or it would be it would be great because someone can easily get the clickbait thing of when they post and they say, the Mass Effect 3 ending was great. I don't understand what everybody was complaining about. And then that thread's just going to blow up with... That'd be even better. Yeah. Also, Quantum Replica for the PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Subnautica made its way to the Switch. And Subnautica Below Zero for the PlayStation's Xboxes and the Switch. Decent amount of hype for that one as well. A lot of people love Subnautica. Subnautica. I, uh, I've i never played it. I played it for like uh, an hour maybe and didn't. it didn't grab me. But I wasn't really sure what I was getting into either. So, Getting into in the mood for. Yeah. I've had that happen like twice this last week where I've loaded up something. I'm like, all right. Not in the mood for this, and turned it right back off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that a lot. Or I'm like, a, I'm I a think, moody gamer. I think I'm in the mood for something. Boot it up, play it once, and I'm like, oh yeah, I remember. I know what this game is. I don't need to play it anymore. Hades. Yeah, I was watching a buddy play Hades, and I was like, oh yeah, that's right, man. This game's fun. I loaded it up. I played my one run, and I went, yep, that was fun. All right, I'm done, <laughs> and just uninstalled it again. You want odds or evens? I don't have a preference. Of course. Why would um, we? This whole podcast, there's no preferences except for when I get highly opinionated about something. Still a show we need to make at some point, but, you know, we're never going to. I don't know. I mean, evens? Okay. He said evens. Let it be known, this is the first time in 200 and some odd episodes Matt made a choice. Uh, I think I made a choice one other time. I think this might be the second time. All right. Sorry. This is the second time. We're still not off one hand, though. Neither. Never mind. Bad joke. Bad joke. <laughs> Too easy. Uh, number one, Sony doesn't expect the PlayStation 5 supply situation to improve anytime soon. Their CFO told analysts, quote, I don't think demand is calming down this year. And even if we secure a lot more devices and produce many more units of the PlayStation 5 next year, our supply wouldn't be able to catch up with demand, end quote. Nice double quote there in the beginning. Uh, He said the situation is likely to continue into 2022. So basically, Matt, get fucked. Yeah, get fucked. I'm pretty sure they specifically put that in a different press release, though. What's that? Uh, get fucked, Matt. Oh, yeah, yeah. I get that email personally. Yeah, yeah. Subject. Get, <laughs> you're screwed. <laughs> Context. Ha, ha, ha. Signed. Sony. <laughs> yeah, I've tried a few times this week. Was not successful. So it it is what it is. Just picture the email saying like, oh, you thought. Thought, yeah. From every, now it's just every retailer. Every time you put something in their car, like, we saw you had something in your car. But like, good joke. You're never seeing that ever in stock yeah. ever again. Well, jokes on them because that just means I'm literally not buying a game on PlayStation until I yeah until you procure one 
Yeah. Everything will just be on PC or it just won't won't be on anything. It'll uh, it'll it'll be a game or that won't be won't be played by you, yeah, which and... like games of the last 2 years won't be played by you. <laughs> Boom, roasted. Got him. First jokes in early because he actually proves me wrong later. Maybe. Well, I know you do at least a little bit. True, true. Um but yeah. I won't be files. I won't be truly salty until a PlayStation exclusive comes along that I you, really yeah, want to play. Yeah. Luckily, everything is getting delayed, so you've been fine. Yeah. Horizon and Gran Turismo, and they're like, don't worry about Gran Turismo, we're going to move that. <laughs> Horizon... We, we got you. Horizon will be the one that, if it does stay coming and, out... Well, yeah, Horizon, but also just PS5s in general, like even and Xbox Ones coming in, or Xbox Series coming into uh, Holiday are going to be a shit show. Yeah. It's... Uh, I wish I could sign up and just be on a waiting list. It's just like... Yeah, it'd be much easier if they just... Like, hey, we're just going to put them on a waiting list and we'll get, yeah. it, we'll get it taken care of when we can. Yep. And if they could give me... You know, like, oh, you're on the waiting list. Your wait's probably... We're probably going to be around like three months. I'd be like, cool. As long as I know when. Yeah. Uh, roughly. Yeah. I'd be I'm okay not sitting that. here guessing. Mm-hmm. All right. Throwing you... darts at a dartboard you can't see. Yeah. Speaking of, if you can't get a PS5, then why not treat yourself to some PS5 controllers to hold you over? That sounds like a terrible coping mechanism. <laughs> yep. Uh, Sony has announced its first new colors for the PlayStation 5's DualSense controller. A cosmic red uh, that features a two-tone red and black design. And an all-black, midnight-black version that brings to mind the classic PS2, PS3, and PS4 controller designs. <laughs> which <laughs> are all the same. Yeah, I was say, which, brings into, which brings to mind all of the last PlayStation consoles and handhelds, believe it or not. Uh, the midnight-black color scheme will cost $70. Uh, same as the standard DualSense controller, while the Cosmic Red will be $75. Listen, those red, red pigments, man. Five dollars more. The black controller is technically a two-tone as well because they use different shades of black. Oh, of course. So, you know. I'm not buying another controller yet. I always end up buying another one. Yeah, it's a Black Friday thing. It's well it's a Black Friday thing, but it's also mixed with like eventually I I wear down like a thumbstick or something. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like taking apart the controller to replace it because then I would just have no controller when I inevitably break it. Yep. Um a la my Joy-Con. Granted, that was because it took a swim in alcohol. Uh, <laughs> the red one, I think, would be my preferred out of the two so far. I like the shade of red. It's a little different. Right. It's it's the dark metallic red that I would paint a car. Like, that's the Corvette red I want to see. And that I've done in many video games to my to my sports cars, but the the black is just your standard fare. I mean, it looks I like it. I'm mad they didn't they they didn't do a black and white and like invert the buttons. But yeah, eh, you know, I mean that should that the black controller should have been the default controller that came with. The oh, console. the console shouldn't have been white. Yeah, but. I'll take the white console because it's now tucked behind the TV out of sight. <laughs> out of sight, out of literally, mind. Literally in my 
room in my setup down there, you can't see it. Which is impressive considering the size. Yeah, it is heard, not seen. And even then, it's barely heard. For now. it Yeah, I mean, the only time, because I remember you were talking about uh, another person we know's PlayStation kind of getting loud sometimes. The only time I notice mine, and it's very rare that I even notice it anyway, is if I'm playing something off the disc. Yeah. But like when I'm playing the show, which I have downloaded, I don't notice anything. Yeah. But when it's kind of spin that disc around real fast, man, and read it, whew, you're at least going to hear it go, where is that sector? <laughs> Weird it talks to you, but it does. Number three. How about some upbeat news related to Sony? Maybe. Upload VR seems to have some of the specs and details related to the new PlayStation VR. It'll apparently include 4K resolution, eye tracking, and a vibration motor in the headset for haptic feedback. That's going to feel weird. According to Upload VR, the new headset should have a total resolution of 4,000 by 2040, giving each eye 2,000 by 2040 pixels. For comparison, the original PlayStation VR had a resolution of 960 by 1080 per eye. Uh, Sony had previously announced the PlayStation headset will still be wired using a single cable to connect to the PS5 system. It will be a USB-C cable, according to Upload VR. Look at us moving forward in the world. One cable, USB-C. Amazing. Upload VR has also also has interesting information about how the PlayStation VR successor will fill its addition fill what will fill its additional pixels i would have assumed with the picture its sources say that the headset will track the user's eyes so it can do foveated 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 rendering where the image will only be fully sharp where you're looking and be blurrier in your peripheral vision Upload VR also claims that the next gen headset will use inside out tracking, which inside out tracking has been around. We've talked about that before, I believe. Yep. The foveated rendering is like the new, all the new rage with VR headsets. It makes sense. Of what, you know. We can yeah. still do a big picture, but we only want you to actually look at, like, you know, what you're looking at is the main focus. Yeah, it allows you to utilize the, like, system's uh, resources a lot better, so. Yeah, don't worry about these, res- don't worry about rendering that. Yeah. Focus here. We'll get to that in a minute when he turns his head, don't worry about it. Yeah. I wonder if it's, because it says it's eye tracking and it's where you're looking, if you just don't move your head at all and you're just darting your eyes around. Is it real time just unblurring and rendering? Because that'd be yeah. sweet. I think that's the idea. That it is the eye idea. Tracking, There's but... some PC related headsets that have implemented that, and um, I think there was something too about they're going to use special lenses because that was always one of the things that the PlayStation VR had going for it was it had like really good lenses. Um, I mean, they were almost prescription lenses in some in some yeah. degrees. So, although that's one more thing that they won't be able to build enough of. and Yeah. 
Well, you'll be able to give it to everybody that already has the PlayStation 5, but unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> I, wonder how so, ma- I wonder how many they're making, like how, how much they expect it to sell type of thing. Keep those specs in mind, roughly. And when we get to the end, we talk about another VR headset, and we look at its price, it'll be a nice, lovely conversation. All right. I haven't read ahead, so I am looking forward to it. Uh, number four, continuing on our Sony trend. We're a Sony podcast now. Uh, Have you guys heard of Game Pass? (laughs) (laughs) Microsoft's been, uh, surprisingly quiet. Listen, they, they tried Discord, did it work? Then they were like, yeah, we'll just kind of, we'll shut up again until we have to do our Bethesda thing. Mm, There it is. Uh, oh yeah, there was the Starfield rumors that were dripping out. Yeah, they keep dripping. Starfield got that drip, drip, drip. It's the blood dripping out of uh, Frank. Frank. Yeah. yeah. Frank's just crying one single blood tear currently. <laughs> uh, PlayStation Studios head Herman Holst told Wired that Sony currently has more than 25 PS5 games in development. Holst said that the, that half of those games are new intellectual properties. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how that relates to the earlier reports of how Sony was focusing on blockbusters and established IPs. I mean, that tracks, though. If we use the idea that half of 25, mm-hmm. so for argument's sake, we'll go to 13. Because I don't think there's half a game in development. So we'll say 13. Well, you know there's half games in development. That's not the argument I'm making. We'll say 13. Well, 11 of them are The Last of Us. And then the other two are the new God of War movies, or the new God of War games. So, like, yeah, no shit. I don't know what the conversation is. 25 PS5 games are in development. Yeah, and probably half of them are The Last of Us getting remade and every everything else. It would be funny, but not funny. If I'm not wrong. <laughs> if the half that is not new IP is, in fact, all remasters. Yeah. Like The Last of Us, they'll do Resistance. It'll um, be it'll be a mix of the remasters and then, like, um, the remasters slash sequels to those things. Like, the God of War sequel mm-hmm. that, that we know is coming. Here's the thing. How how stupid are they trying to be with the number? Things that aren't out yet. Ratchet. Horizon. Gran Turismo. I can get very quickly to half of things that are new intellectual properties or existing. The new is the only part where I care. The new IP is all going to be like indie-sized games, like bite-sized games. Yeah, and also not made by PlayStation Studios. Or, better question, how many get canceled? That was the other thing, and that's why I was rereading it, was uh, I was trying to figure out how they worded it, if it was um, if it was first-party studios, or if they meant, like, just PS5 games in general. Which they worded like, it the latter. Yeah, so, like... Does that include third-party titles like from like Ubisoft and EA? Yeah, like, hey, we just have things being developed for PS5 everywhere. Don't worry about it. And you're like, 
yeah, that's how that works. You better have at least 25 things in development for PS5. Because I'm pretty sure FIFA's coming. <laughs> Are we counting that? <sighs> we'll see. So bleak. It is. It is a bleak future. Ta- number five. Tales from the Epic v. Apple court case. Dun, dun, dun. Epic Games reportedly offered $200 million to Sony to secure PlayStation exclusives on the Epic Games Store. The document is from September 2020, and in it, Epic wrote that it was, quote, awaiting feedback on the $200 million offer, end quote. Uh, From the document, the phrasing is a little unclear and only states, quote, offer extended at $200 million MG plus. What? For four to six titles. What is MG plus? Do you explain that later? No. Uh, No, it's not really. I can't remember what it was, but it wasn't anything significant. Okay. Anyway, we extended an offer of $200 million for four to six titles. Apparently, Epic tried all the major console makers. Epic wrote that Microsoft's, quote, PC Game Pass leader is against what we're doing, end quote, and that they are effectively bidding against us for content. Epic also noted that head of Xbox Phil Spencer was occasionally meeting with Gabe Newell at Valve. As for Nintendo, Epic noted that convincing Nintendo would be a moonshot, as, quote, corporate history says this is a non-starter, end quote. Smartest thing I've ever heard Epic say. Yep. Like, we're just not even going to bother. It's literally not worth our time. Yep. Uh, I did cut out a little bit there, but they did they did offer Microsoft as well, but it wasn't... It, it never got to the level that of a money offer they basically were like would you be interested and microsoft's like eh, we got game pass and the store and everything else like yeah. we can handle it ourselves hmm. it's funny from the though oh we know they talked gabe newell and phil spencer talked and you're like you just have a pi follow them around <laughs> like what the fuck they probably do the corporate espionage that probably goes on and like oh my on that God. i would love to just be a fly on the wall for those meetings all right, so listen, Gabe ordered a tuna fish sandwich. Phil ordered the soup. Now, we can only interpret between this that they mean to put Psychonauts 2 on Steam. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, silly. And even then, nothing has come of the Xbox and Gabe Newell thing, like, or, yeah, Xbox and Gabe Newell. Phil and Gabe Newell, Xbox and Valve. Like, nothing has come of that. What's the biggest thing to come of it? Like, the Master Chief collection, I guess? Yeah, I guess. I mean... Which even that was before they had it on their own service. So, whatever. But, I don't know. I don't know. It does... I mean, and... The idea of Phil Spencer and Gabe Newell, like in a office together chit-chatting is kind of weird to me. The idea of any current CEO and Gabe Newell in an office chit-chatting together is weird. Yeah, that's true. Arguably the only one that makes it not weird and this is because he's weird is Tim Sweeney. 
Tim gives off those vibes where you'd be like, they'd get, they'd get along, but like too well, and it'd be kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. They'd probably start getting into something that's like completely over everyone else's head, like Gabe's they'd whole be, obsession with inner human interfaces with computers. And, they'd be insufferable. Yeah. They'd be the last two sitting in the room and everybody else would be like, I'm fucking leaving. Do I need do I need to be here for this? They come out three days later and they're like, Epic and Valve have decided to merge. Yeah. <laughs> and we have also now formed a supercomputer called the Epic Valve. And you're like, I fucking hate everything about you guys. <laughs> and it's basically just Chloe from Detroit. <laughs> but uh, built in Rehoboam, which if you haven't watched Westworld, Rehoboam is the the like mass computer that's doing all the mm. calculations, yada yada. But it's that. Silly. Alright, number six. Let's move into Ubisoft news. Uh with the announcement of the division Heartland, Ubisoft is branding any game developed by an in-house studio as Ubisoft Original. What is company's obsession with like branding? Uh, because they need to do that after they killed, uh, what was their art division? It wasn't Ubisoft Arts. Lights? No. <sighs> they had that art division that was responsible for like Rayman and a, a few other, a lot more artistically creative driven projects. And then they canned that and no one's heard from them again. <laughs> mm. Uh, that's not the only change they're making, though. During an earnings call, Ubisoft CFO said, quote, We are moving on from our prior comment regarding releasing three to four premium AAAs per year. It is no longer a proper indication of our value creation dynamics. What a fucking term that is. End quote. <laughs> he went on to say that. End quote, End quote after the one of fucking term that is. Uh, he went on to say that Ubisoft is moving towards, quote, building high-end free-to-play games to be trending towards AAA ambitions over the long term. End quote. Uh, Ubisoft later released a statement saying that they aren't reducing AAA efforts. Uh, quote, we are excited to be investing more in free-to-play experiences. However, we want to clarify that this does not mean reducing our AAA offering. End quote. So, uh... A lot to be said. Yes. Um, because there was re- there were reactions to this news. There was. In our chat with yes. a person that shall not be named. <laughs> God damn it. Ah, oh, son of a bitch. And you guys jumped where I thought you'd jump. Fortnite. Because any person that hears free to play and wants to make the jump, you fucking make the jump. Yes. Um. In my defense. I'm going to let you defend yourself. I'm going to pull a Kanye for a second. I'm going to let you defend yourself. And then I'll tell you why you're wrong. Interesting approach. Uh, well, if I don't let you defend yourself, it's no point. <laughs> the majority of free-to-play games all... The majority of free-to-play games are all very, very similar. Yes. And kind of. They are all shallow. Hmm. Okay. Yep. 
that's my issue. All right. Is the cookie cutterness of it. Uh, and in the past couple years, Ubisoft hasn't been particularly innovative. Right. So hearing this, my immediate thought and is that we're going to get a bunch of generic free-to-play games from Ubisoft that are like not innovative, shallow, typical like, oh, here's a free-to-play racing game. Here's a free-to-play shooter. Here's a free-to-play battle royale. Here's, you know, like all of the Call of Duty War Zones and the crew, like everything that's that Ubisoft does that's not good with free to play smacked on top of it and like no sort of depth. Okay. I understand. Now I position you to the reality that you've actually been living for the last three years with free to play. No, with <laughs> Ubisoft. Yeah, with free to play. Yeah. Picture the Division 2, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, maybe an Odyssey if you really wanted to, but Valhalla is the one I'm going to use for the example, as free-to-play games. We'll start with just those two. At this point, For Honor being free-to-play and Rainbow Six being free-to-play in their current state, not talking about anything potentially new, both of those being free-to-play don't hurt them at all, so I'm not going to use those as an example. Yeah. And in fact, Rainbow Six basically actually elevates the example of why it could work. No, I I agree. They do have a lot of My issue is I think I think from I get it from their point of view and they do have a lot of games that it wouldn't it wouldn't hurt them and it probably would benefit them. It's the games that like Assassin's Creed Valhalla is one of the examples that would make sense for me is where I that as so I don't know how they would do that free to play, but it it would take away what little depth it has. Cause it would. So yes, on, on that conversation point, I agree with you. And I, I need to be very clear. I am not advocating for Ubisoft to go free to play because I have scares. There are many scares that, that you've already outlined that come with free to play. Take anything and put free to play on top of it. What does it end up equaling? Usually, a lot of hand jammed uh, systems and stuff that are elicit are there to elicit money out of you mm-hmm. more than if you had just upfront bought the game. That being said, there are seasonal rotations inside of Valhalla already. In terms of like just literal season shit. Oh look, hey, it's spring. Yeah, We're they fucking do, celebrating spring. They do their events. Hey, look. There's microtransactions already inside Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. They're already there. There is also, instead of what they end up doing, is now, instead of getting Valhalla, the complete story in October, they go, here's chapter one of our new Assassin's story. You get chapter one for... We'll just ballpark, like, I think most battle passes are three months, so we'll say it's three months. You have three months to get through chapter one of our new assassin 
that we're focusing on type of thing. And in their heads, they're like, it'll take us two years to get through all of his story. Or even a year. Even if it took him a year, which would be four chapters, right? If Doing my rough math, a chapter takes three months, 12 months, blah, blah, blah. And they go, that has now wrapped up one year to tell his whole story. You have three months to go through it. You can do it in two days, just being re- like relaxed or whatever. Yes, there's still the other collector shit to run around and do. But this is all we're opening for the first three of just, hey, go immerse yourself in this world. Three months later, chapter two comes out. Here's all these things. Then chapter three, then chapter four. There's that story. Then they can go, they can go tell another one type of thing. Not a huge fan of it, but it's how it would work or how it could work, not would work. Max. Um, that's how that could work. It's the same exact formula for the division. You get through the story, and th- this will be very telling. Whenever we see uh, that new free to play division game, we'll more we'll tell way more about how they see that going forward. But it it uh in a current mainline division game being one and two, that's just how it would be. Like you can get to level ten and you can get through this part of the story, but now we're gonna leave you on like a cliffhangery type thing, and then now you need to just you can run around and go still rerun the missions that we have open to you, go get more gear, power yourself up, up to a certain number, but then you know when we release chapter two, you know the to use the entire New York thing, like hey we introduced you to Aaron Keener, well here's one of his little henchmen, he's your main bad guy in chapter one, and then he's gonna leave you with some line that explains. Like, oh, wait, so who do we have to go deal with in Chapter 2? And, you know, it was just pushed like that. This is all pending they have good writing teams, which we know they don't. So there's that issue. They're not necessarily good writing teams, but uh, good game direction. Yeah. See, if they did that route that you're explaining, like the chapters, I would be receptive to that. Like, I, I would be okay with that. Right, because it allows you to get in, experience it, and then leave. But I don't think, like, using the Division as an example, I don't think the Division makes, outside of, like, buying the game, buying the DLCs, the microtransactions, I suspect, probably don't make a, a ton of money. In that I don't game. think they do in Valhalla either. But So that's my my issue comes in is, like, where, think where do they get the profit then? Well, I think Assassin's Creed is harder to microtransaction than the Division. Yeah, which means... Because the vision can fall into the Rainbow Six microtransaction category mm-hmm. very quickly. The problem is, though, if there isn't that incentive for them to do it, they're just not going to do it. They'll just do the cookie cutter, what we think of as a free-to-play game now. Right. So now I'll position you for a few more things. They already have Hyperscape. They have a Battle Royale. Mm-hmm. I'm doing air quotes. They have a Battle Royale. Yeah, I suspect it, it's it not ex- doing well. Yeah, but. to be fair, it exists. But it's it's there. Like, it exists. Take that for what you will. The new Division game is the, the test for that universe. Assassin's Creed is currently would currently be in a dev cycle, so who knows what that well, means. Well, I think we have another game coming out that's free to play prior to The Division. Right, but I, I mean specifically like the division, how, how that one looks for the Division universe going mm. forward. 
not just their their technically free model. There are two games that the, I went to hold up two, and I held up a hand. So there are two games that I just took it as a regular talking ah, gesture. Yeah, the old, so I also have been like doing a lot of like you know yeah. fucking phantom shit lately. So orchestra, yeah, composer, weird, weird thumb hand, and yeah. Anyway. Means nothing to anybody because they can't see shit <laughs> as I'm doing hand motions. Uh, the two game there's the roller derby one that I don't remember the name of. Roller champion, yeah. The roller champions are very easy to be free to play. Yeah, I think that's one I was referring to. Um, I assumed it was free to play. I don't know if it is. The other one is the one we never remember the name of. I want to say Riders Ridge. Republic. That one exactly. Also, Which I don't think is free to play. No, but would fit the model exactly. Mm-hmm. Hey, we don't care. Here's a battle pass. And within that battle pass, here's a bunch of cosmetics. Go deck yourself out. You know that's what they want to do with it anyway. It would make it just make it's too easy. It's too easy to see it. How do you not do it? Especially after you drop this message. Yeah, I mean, that would make sense. I'm just Rainbow concerned Six. about the type of games that I like dying on the vine because they're not, you can't monetize them in a free to play way. Which is anything right, story so driven, essentially. I was going to say, so I'll say, any after Assassin's Creed, what's the other Ubisoft game you're worried about? It's not necessarily anything specific, it's just the. They just will stop wanting to do those because they won't be able to monetize them. Yeah, but yeah, I could see it. I I still hope it is in my my idea, my vision of it, mm-hmm. where which it just becomes a slow drip that you can get in and get out. Because I think that's part of the way that we we were talking about trends, right? And the whole free to play thing, and then okay, well that means everything's going to be a multi- massive multiplayer type of thing, and then we'll sw- we'll pivot back, and what was I think his comment was ten years or whatever, the pendulum will swing back, and we'll go into full single player yeah. stories and stuff like that. I was like, I think the problem is developers and the people they're developing for, meaning the consumers, all have ADHD now. Mm-hmm. So the idea of hey, I'm just going to hop into Assassin's Creed. For the weekend, I'm going to get halfway through the first chapter next week, and I'll go through the rest of the chapter. Perfect. I'm done. I can go play. I can go hop into something else. I don't have to worry about, you know, grinding out or anything else like that. I think the idea of those short bursts of in and out and know you're not missing something are, like, the the actual future. Yeah. I think that's uh, like the sound... Idea- uh, perspective. The idea to hop into a Warzone game or a Fortnite game or an Apex game and be like, cool, I played two of them. Right, I'll see you guys later. And not miss something. You know, like there's there's all of that that I think is trigger is uh, not triggering is um showing up a lot more. Yeah. And it just it I think it can be done. It's just how do you how do you make how do you make money to keep doing it if you're just going to go full free to play? Yeah. Like I think Rainbow- there's a particular Ubisoft game that is currently being redesigned for free to play. 
I think there's a current Ubisoft game that not a current game that's out now. I a game that was supposed to come out three and, years ago and keeps getting delayed and I think got delayed most recently again. Yeah, it's next to. Can you can oh, do the next, next one and we we can we'll get to you talking about it I guess. <laughs> oh, I was I was reading I was rereading your story. That's why I was getting so confused. <laughs> I was like, "What are you talking about?" It's just the same thing you just said. Uh, well, then we'll talk about this before I keep going. Number seven: some more fun stuff to come out of Ubisoft's earnings call. Far Cry Six, Rainbow Six Quarantine, Riders Republic, The Division, Heartland, and Roller Champions are confirmed for this fiscal year. You want to know what isn't confirmed for this fiscal year, motherfucker? Skull and Bones. They said it's getting pushed again into next fiscal year. Uh, I don't even think that game is getting redesigned for free to play. I think that game is getting redesigned for how the fuck do we make it work? How how <laughs> does this game exist at all? I I just genuinely think at this point there's people just like I I don't know what we do. Like we made boats and then people were like, okay, but you never leave the boat and you're only the boat and you're a boat. And they're like, wait, no. But you should be a person. You're like, nope. Your name's Bodie McBoatface. You're a boat. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, I think that was what was happening. And then this is my tinfoil hat theory. I Ooh, think that's, I like your tinfoil hat theories. I think that is what was happening. And then there was clearly a shift where they said, "Let's move away from what our traditional business model and move more towards free to play." And then they were like, "Why don't we take Skull and Bones and completely rework it?" from the ground up to be free to play and i think you will see pirates and like you will have characters character models i mean there were character models but the whole thing was you couldn't get off your boat you were stuck yes. to your boat you were your i think boat. we'll see it get redone and it'll look like an ubisoft version of sea, sea of, of thieves. thieves which is what they should have looked like from the beginning yeah with like maybe more of a focus on ship combat great i want to die can't wait to not play that game. Yeah. It's my favorite game that I'm looking forward to not playing. And that's not a joke. It is my favorite. Well, I guess it's technically a joke, but like it's not. It's not false. It is my favorite game I'm looking forward to not playing because I just don't think it'll ever exist. And I love talking about it every time it comes up. Yeah. Uh, There's another one that falls into that category and it's Beyond Good and Evil 2. Yeah. But, which they mentioned that one as well. Yeah. Um, and now it doesn't exist. Because that's about the same place. <laughs> Here's the thing with Ubisoft. And how do you make either of those? Well, the as you said, Sea of Thieves, that's easy one to make free to play. But how do you make Beyond Good and Evil 2 free to play? I don't. Chapters. Your chapters, bro. Yeah. That's, but your, like, that's, your, that's your one right there. Yeah. I mean, all of their answers, same thing with Far Cry, right? Like, all of it just goes, yeah, you go chapters. But it's like, we both know, as you clearly pointed out, what do you do for money? Yeah. Um,. Fourth chapters behind a paywall. I don't know. <laughs> Ubisoft like has an aversion to like canceling games, so they do almost have the problem of like, listen, we can't kill it yet, and you're like, holy shit, move on, and they're like, mm. but there might be if something. They, if they can't kill Skull and Bones, which is a new IP that no one knows it, like no one has any attachment it to, has a oh, it's got attachment. Man, it has a show coming. That's the problem. Everyone That's the problem not, is that honestly, Ubisoft 
refuses to cancel anything. They just are like, no, we got to get it out. So like, like there's money to be made. Yeah. Who else is doing a pirate game? What do you mean there's other ones already? Yeah. Uh, I forgot about quarantine. Not the one we're in, but Rainbow Six. Yeah, Rainbow Six, quarantine. Um, Far Cry 6, honestly, kind of surprised to be this fiscal year. Then again, this fiscal year means February next year, so... We've seen it, like, a, a few times. Not gameplay, but... No, but, I mean, we saw the trailer when he got announced as the villain, and that was really it. And, I mean, Far Cry is Far Cry, right? I'm going to go taking this war-torn country, copy, paste, here we go. All right, and I, writers need to do more work than the rest of us. Far Cry, it's kind of sad now, like... Well, maybe maybe Rainbow Six up there too, but like Far Cry, probably one of their more reliable franchises at yeah. this point. I think part of oh, I don't know. It depends on where they were in development because part of it could have been getting. I want to say the guy's name is Carlos Esposito, but I don't think that's his name. Uh, yeah, oh, I know who you're talking about the villain. Is yeah, I don't know if that's his name. Um, getting him in Moff to, Gideon. Yeah, Moff Gideon and. He's been the bad guy in a lot of things, actually. Yeah, Breaking Bad. Yeah, there's something else, too. Anyway, um, getting him, depending on where they were in production when they announced him as the villain and everything, because it was pretty quick. Like They were just running things off, and they're like, oh, by the way, Far Cry 6, he's the villain. And you're like, what? okay, sure, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, we agree. But like, where were they in the production to get him in to do all his lines and potential restrictions and all that stuff? Like... If they were already, if he had already recorded everything, then whatever, who cares? It doesn't matter. But if he still had recording this stuff to do when all this hit, it's like how how much did that potentially set you back to still be in this fiscal year? But then again, Far Cry is a solid February game. It is almost the perfect February game. We'll see. Rainbow Six needs to be a holiday. Riders Republic can be out literally whenever the hell they want. Probably a solid August game. Yeah, if I'm if I'm just like throwing darts at a wall right now of when I release these things, I re- I release Riders Republic in August, Division Heartland in September, Roller Champions in November, and Rainbow Six in October, and Far Cry comes out in February to March. That's a lot of shit that needs to come out in this short amount of time. It is. It is a lot of things. Uh, but once again, I just told you when they're all coming out, so you can praise me when it happens. There it is. Moving also, on. if it doesn't happen in that order, once again, I disavow all association I have with Ubisoft, and they should have hired me to release those things in that order, because it's the correct order. Same thing when we told EA. Well, actually, no. EA did exactly what they wanted to do, tinfoil hat theory. Yeah. They purposely pushed Titanfall. to. Even though I know the real story, apparently, is that the Respawn guys wanted to push Titanfall there. There was some stuff came out recently about how the Respawn devs, after having just left and broke off to like do that or whatever wanted to try to stick it to oh they wanted the game to fail yeah like they wanted to stick it to call of duty to try to like pump numbers but it was like your arrogance is insane to think that was going to actually happen yeah we wait they thought it would beat out call of duty yeah they wanted to stick it to call of duty i don't think necessarily beat out but they wanted to hurt them was the like the rumor and i was like i I can't believe that for a second. That, that you would, would be, be so complete, naive. Uh, hubris. Because, like, you'd be it, better off launching it. It's your second one, too. Your first one, granted, was an Xbox exclusive, but didn't sell bangers then. And, yeah, what's Call of Duty's numbers each year? Oh, top 
two games sold. Yeah, the only thing touching, the only thing that could possibly put a dent in Call of Duty's numbers is if you drop like GTA, whatever, or a Rockstar game like right on top of it. Yeah, some something that's been building, and everyone would just say, "Fuck it, I'll get them both." Yeah, you would have, you'd be like, "Cool, I beat the story. Wait for friends to hop online and play some Call of Duty." Yeah, but yeah, no, I, it's silly to hear that when you're like, no, EA clearly. Dropped Titanfall two to drop Respawn's price to buy them, yeah, and then make Apex, even though they told them not to do it, <laughs> and uh, Star Wars games. Um, number eight, Star Wars games. THQ Nordic, the homies, announced the acquisition of three more developers. Joining the publisher are Keiko. Appeal Studios and Massive Mini Team. Keiko has partnered with THQ Nordic on a host of its remastered re-releases, including Kingdoms of Amalur, Re-Reckoning, uh, Red Faction Guerrilla, Remastered, and Darksiders. <laughs> the best part is that's how that's written, but anybody else is going to think you had a stroke. Yeah. And Darksiders War Mastered Edition. Uh, Massive Mini Team is another company THQ Nordic has prior experience with, as the German studio worked with THQ Nordic subsidiary Handy Games to publish its its multi-platform platformer, Spitlings, last year. Uh, Appeal Studio is the developer of the 1999 adventure game Outcast and its 2017 update Outcast Second Contact. THQ Nordic said the studio is currently working on an open world action adventure. More feathers in the cap for THQ Nordic. Uh, THQ Nordic needs to understand how much we simp for them. That's a weird sentence for me to say in this context, but holy shit, do I love it. I every every I enjoy it. Every week it's just like Yo, so we were dead, and then we came back. I think back. this is a, some sort of like, I don't know, like maybe like money laundering or <laughs> some sort of racket. Because like, I'll be honest with you, ninety percent of the time when they buy something, I've never heard of it before. No, but that's the best part is it's the whole THQ Nordic thing, right? Oh, look, they're dead. They went bankrupt. Yada yada. Then we're doing a podcast, and all of a sudden we're like, THQ Nordic's a thing again. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, they bought everything, and they bought all the naming rights and yada yada, but it's being held up by the other people now. Oh, they have 103 games on the way. I'm sorry, what? Oh, and we just buy anyone we see, and I'm like, yeah. I, I don't understand. I like the story from, what I think it was like three weeks ago or a month ago, that was like, oh, they have $1 billion for acquisitions. Yeah. Like, don't worry. We got it, and you're like, I, I got what? I didn't. I wasn't worried about anything. You're like, and we bought that too, and you're like, bought what? <laughs> I, I absolutely love it. Psychos. This is going to become a Game Pass and THQ Nordic podcast if it isn't already. Damn it! I'll switch our logo next week to just being the THQ Nordic logo until they sue me. <laughs> Well, they'll just buy you. Not <laughs> like, you know what? Honestly, we're not even going to try to take your money. We're just going to give you money because we're kind of over it at this point. Uh, number nine. 
a group of former Epic Games and Blizzard Entertainment developers announced the formation of their new studio, Lightforge Games. The studio is working on a cross-platform game with social elements, with CEO Matt Shambari saying the intent is, quote, to combine elements from Minecraft or Roblox with tabletop RPGs to form a new way to play role-playing games, end quote. I don't know what that means. I was literally thinking the exact same thing. I, first off, don't know Roblox at all. No. Other than it's the joke. Well, sorry. Other than the joke of a multi-million dollar game that it's, when it goes public, makes shit tons of money. Yep. Uh, and a thing, a thing among the youth of a day. Wait a second. All right, so <laughs> sure, I'll wait. If you're combining elements from Minecraft, we'll ignore Roblox. If you're combining elements from Minecraft with tabletop RPGs to form a new way to play role-playing games. The only thing I can then think is that in D&D, I get to dig straight down and fall through to lava. Well, the thing that Minecraft and Roblox have in common is uh, the multiplayer social aspect, right? Sure. And building. And destroying. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. But then what if you put a story in it? And you made it multiplayer. And the whole thing was what if we built a canoe to get So off? we're going to get an RPG Fortnite. Yeah. Called uh, Save the World. 
and then we're going to cancel it. Either that or they're just making an MMO. I also like that they're forming a new thing when I'm, I just keep waiting for it to be like, and they work at Mike Morham's thing, and it's like, yep. <laughs> what is the name of their thing? Mike's? Yeah. Dreamhaven. Okay. Uh, they They got investment money from a couple different entities. Okay. One of them was Dreamhaven. Yeah. Makes sense. Who would have thought former Blizzard people getting money by former Blizzard people? It's a conspiracy. <laughs> There's so much Blizzard everywhere, but it's not Blizzard. I don't know what to think. All right. Well, well I'm I'm just curious to see what they even mean, but we'll see. We'll figure it out in two years, I guess. Yeah, it'll be fun when all these like ex Blizzard studio people start all their games start dropping. Yeah. And it's a bunch of like finger pointing where they're like, we all have the same idea. I don't understand. <laughs> we all love tabletop RPGs. <laughs> so weird. We, so should, weird. we should get together and start a studio. You guys want to form a company? We'll call it like Snowstorm. <laughs> uh, you imagine if they if they if they all formed a company called the Snowstorm Collective, and it's just where former Blizzard devs go. <laughs> Uh, they make a fucking MMO called the Universe of Peace. But the whole joke is that there's never peace, just war. And then a couple years later, Activision comes along and buys them? Not Activision. It's got to be someone else? Ubisoft. No. Microsoft. No, get angry. Get angry. EA. EA. It's got to be a shit bag. And then it becomes EA, because you know you have Activision Blizzard is one thing, so it's EA Snowstorm Collective. And you're like, I don't, I just hate all of this. <laughs> I hate predicting the future. That's the worst part about it. So in five years, Matt, five to ten, when the Snowstorm Collective is real, <laughs> all right, <laughs> we'll come back to it. Can you? Could you imagine though? You just scrolling through your phone and you get that notification where you see that headline pop up and you just have to go, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> uh, I could see the, it happening. The huh? amount of shit I would get from you and Dewey. Just the amount of like, well, not Dewey. He wouldn't have heard that. So, Oh my God, zinger. We're just going to keep roasting him <laughs> and see which one of these he calls me out for, which will be none of them. It's the favorite part about it. Number 10. Uh, Microsoft's Xbox Game Studios is teaming up with Tencent's... Uh, wh- how would you say that? Teamy? Timey? Teamy? I'm going to go Teamy. Works for me. Uh, Teamy Studios. What if you went with Teamy? I thought about that. <laughs> uh, developer of the mobile games Call of Duty Mobile and Honor of Kings. Don't know the second one. According to a Google-translated version of the announcement from Teamy, the two companies have formed a strategic partnership to create game content, but it's unclear exactly what that might mean or when we might be able to play anything resulting from their cooperation. So people that can't see the doc, obviously. Mm -hmm. I love when you put quotes in. And And don't use them. Like, you know... No, no, you don't. You don't need to say them because 
in the context of this, you don't need to say Yeah, that. I don't need to know. But the fact that strategic partnership and game content in that sentence are in quotes are just like chef's kiss. Yeah. <laughs> the two companies have formed a strategic mm, partnership, partnership to create game content. <laughs> it's like, uh, why not just say that you guys are hanging out together, sharing ideas? Hall. Hall. Halo Mobile? Oh, question mark? Uh, or Gears of War Mobile. Is there a Gears of War Mobile game already? It'd be the easier one to make mobile because you would just do a tactic-based one, which they already have Gears Tactics, so you just port that to mobile. I could see that 100% happening. Uh, if that does already exist, well, then that's why I could see it happening. Uh, the Halo one, Halo Wars Mobile would be interesting. I think that would have to be you, the get-your-feet-wet thing. I don't think you go straight Halo Mobile because it's just not yet. Not yet. You don't want to yank people off of Master Chief Collection, and the only way you'd or Halo Infinite, yeah, or well, or the Halo Infinite thing would be if you could, because you can Game Pass, X Cloud, Master Chief Collection, you can kind of already play on your phone. But if they did say like, oh, well, you wanted to still be able to do this, like, okay, we'll find a way to get Master Chief Collection on your phone, but that would be insane. That'd be actually just insane to be playing with. And then it was crossplay. Like that would be, that's pipe dreaming in half, and no way that can happen. But Halo Wars and Gears of War tactics on the phone would be very interesting as well, because that's easily battle, battle passable, battle passable, and microtransactioned. Maybe we'll get both. Good joke. Maybe we'll get neither. Maybe they just need somebody to help when uh, the Epic versus Apple lawsuit finally finishes and they can figure out if they could put xCloud on iPhones again. Maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe she was born with it. (laughs) (laughs) Random. What? That's the beginning of the Maybelline thing, isn't it? I know. Saying, like, in general. Yeah, we just went in the wrong order. (laughs) Uh... Fucking segues to Sega. Sega. <clears throat> Man, can you imagine being that old and knowing that reference? Wow. Fucking uh, got him. Sega plans to revive more of their classic franchises as well as create a new AAA super game that will sell worldwide and can be spun off into different forms of media. On the classic front, Sega specifically mentions Crazy Taxi, Jet Set Radio, Space Channel 5, Rez, Panzer Dragoon, Knights, Shinobi, Virtual Fighter, Altered Beast, House of the Dead, Streets of Rage, and Souls Hackers as franchises they'd be interested in reviving. Where is Echo the Dolphin? That's a good point. Where is Echo the Dolphin? Um, Uh, I'm in for about five of those. I'm in for two specifically. Oh, wait. Hold on. Let me reread. Uh, maybe three. two two for sure five kind of uh my two are crazy taxi yes and house of the dead yes so <laughs> we're on the same page yeah crazy taxi but i need a house of the dead arcade cabinet if you do it. yes the same way that gungeon yeah. got its arcade cabinet oh yeah i need a house of the dead arcade cabinet i'll spend five grand and put it in this room I feel like uh, this is Sega being like, we need, we want more money. Let's throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. 
Uh, the other ones are Panzer Dragoon, Jet Set Radio, and Streets of Rage. Virtual Fighter is good too, but like, yeah, the the two that were clearly like I want House of the Dead and Crazy Taxi. I don't House know how the- you do a, a modern like f- like interesting Crazy Taxi, but House of the Dead on Resident Evil's engine though, they're pretty dope. They'd Which be dope. Also, basically called Resident Evil, but still, don't yeah. want to talk about it. I want it in an arcade cabinet. That's the only way I want it. Or at least give me the old, <laughs> the old Nintendo gun for Duck Hunt. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Give me that. Give me a, a custom controller to play House of the Dead with. So I, even if I don't have the arcade cabinet, similar to the way that's... I don't think it's Sega specifically, but when they do those 30 collection bundles around holidays, mm-hmm. give me the House of the Dead remastered with a custom gun controller. You're going to hate this, but I would love a House of the Dead VR game. No, that 100%. No, I don't hate that at all. What What have I said? And you've agreed with me before. What have I said works the best on VR that I'm pissed no one does? Arcade cabinets. Buck Hunt VR? Are you kidding me? House of the Dead, any of that stuff? What was the one? Was it Time Cops or something? Or Time Splinters? Time Splinter. Yes. All of those. Anything that was a shooting game that was an arcade cabinet, give it to me. Yeah, we need to get on that. Oh, see you later, bud. Uh, speaking of VR, um, number 12. HTC announced the Vive Pro 2. The new edition of the VR headset will be available starting June 4th for $800. That's without the controllers and lighthouses for tracking. The full what? kit. Why would you buy it without them? It's $1,400. And that includes Valve's base stations and HTC's old garbage controllers. Not that there's no new ones? No, they're using the the fucking original oh, shit Vive controllers. Jesus. Those things are... You know what? They're controllers. Yeah. Uh, we won't go into specs because the thing is clearly overpriced for the market. And uh, we won't even mention their other headset because it's so expensive. Even HTC is only marketing it for business use. I mean, would it really be an HTC 5, though, if it wasn't overpriced for the market? I just don't. Like, no one's going to buy it. Like, if they said, hey, good news, this thing's $600, wouldn't we all go, "Mm, what are you up to? Yeah, I don't think so. No, yeah, this way. This way is comfy. Come up here. No one uh, there you go. is willing to compete with Oculus slash Facebook. No. And they are going to own gonna, the entire VR market. Yeah, they're going to they're suffer for it. The Quest 2 for $300 is an absolute steal. And I guarantee you, I'm almost, I'm actually absolutely positive that they're taking a loss in every single one of them. But when they sell your data to China, what do they give a shit? Yep. Ha ha jokes. And they'll own the market, so it won't even matter. Yeah, like, they'll have the market, and they'll have all their data that they want. I mean, they've anyways, basically so. already, other than the the PlayStation VR, they've already got the market. Yeah, the Quest Two is, I think, the highest. Like it has the most uh, consoles or most uh, headsets. Yeah. The uh, and the only reason the PlayStation One is different is because it works with you don't need the computer or the phone or anything it works with your playstation so it's the only like offset one yeah 
Crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. So we're going to aim that the PlayStation VR is $700. Or do we think it's cheaper than the console? Uh, I think we had this conversation, I think, with the original PlayStation VR when it was going to come out. And I feel like... Fucking yawning bastard, you're getting me. I know, right? Um, I feel like how, how dare we record so late? <laughs> it would have to be like five hundred bucks. Yeah, which would they be taking a loss on it based on the if the specs are real? Then then yep, they'll be taking a loss on them. Well, I mean, following the whole, you know, Xbox has never made a dollar on consoles or whatever it would be like oh yep right in the market yeah money's in software yeah which wouldn't necessarily i mean the ps5 could actually do like genuinely good vr so yeah it's just gonna be a matter of well if you're not developing for it then what does it matter anyway Mm -hmm. then you might need to up the cost because you have to offset the software you're not making for it yeah But anyway, let's get into the one I led with. Number 13. Target and Walmart have temporarily stopped selling Pokemon cards. And also, baseball, football, basketball, any sport. Uh, Magic was not mentioned on their list. But I think it's just because the Magic people don't want to see them anyway. They don't don't like the sun. Yeah. They don't go out in society. I mean, let's be real. No one's buying Yu-Gi-Oh cards except for real fucking nerds. So they don't have to worry about that. Let's be real. Uh, We know how these cards work. If Pokemon yep. cards are not going out, you know all the other cards are probably not going out either. Because they'll just be like, eh, don't come. Yeah. Yep. Uh, a sign at Walmart said it was because of, quote, inappropriate customer behavior. Real quick, any of you surprised? No? You're surprised. No, you're no, not allowed to be surprised. These are very obvious things have you ever seen a small toddler get angry that they can't have something apply that to a 36 year old to 65 year old person it's the same thing target says i come on screen target says safety for its employees and customers is the reason it removed trading cards from stores uh there was an update to this where Walmart said that they are still selling cards, but I think um, I think there was some miscommunications going on there where Walmart, as a whole, doesn't want to commit to saying no. We, you know, we aren't. We're temporarily not selling cards. But they're probably, like, leaving it to regional people to make the decision. Yeah. Or, like, hey, we still sell them, but they're on our online marketplace. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I... I'm sorry to see it come to this. But also, you fucking deserve it. If you can't play nice and you're not... And you're just gonna stop being a psychopath... Get screwed, dude. I, it's like everything else right now. I'm happy that I haven't met anyone I know like actively complained to me about this because I would blow them into the 
fucking moon. The shitty part, though, is like they're just going to move the card sales online and it'll just keep continuing with. Yeah, that that does become the issue of like, well, now you have to fight bots or whatever. But there I mean, there were stories all over Reddit of people, even in card shops that like that's their whole thing is card shops. And they would have people that went and went to a Walmart or a Target or whatever and bought all the blasters, usually like the small boxes. They're like 20 bucks or whatever. Bought all of them off the shelf, and they would walk in there and try to sell the boxes to the card shop for marked up prices. They're like, what? No. We get... what? No. And then you watch people... They, there's posts constantly on on uh, the, the card subreddits, uh, some of my Discord stuff, of people seeing stuff on Facebook where people couldn't flip. And they're like, oh, like, I'm stuck with all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, because you literally have no idea what you're doing. You're the toddler that's that went, ooh, I see him do thing. I do thing. And then it's like, you don't actually understand what's going on. So you spent $700 only. Now you're going to lose 600 because you need to turn it around and get rid of it type of thing. That would be fantastic if that was like, if that happened widespread. But... Yep. But it won't. No, because there'll be some people who will pay those prices and it'll incentivize. A sucker. Yeah. Born every minute, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Sucker. For every person you think isn't a sucker, there's three that are. I think that math checks out. Sounds good to me. Ends up being quite a few billion. <laughs> um. Should we blow through the last few? Yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll blow through them real quick here. Questionable things that we didn't decide to write paragraphs on. The next Battlefield will be, re- be revealed next month, and it won't be a current-gen exclusive. Multiple issues with that statement. First, EA is doing their event in July, but then they said we're going to do Battlefield in June. And I'm like, why not do your event at the same time? Also, it won't be current-gen exclusive, but... I believe Andrew Ryan came out and said it's truly a next-gen experience. Hey, dipshit, you can't have a truly next-gen experience and then also have it on old consoles. Sorry, you just literally can't. And anybody that tells me I'm wrong is pretty stupid. We shall move on. (laughs) Number two, Ghost Runner 2 was officially announced, and it will be a current-gen exclusive. Good use, Matt, of the words current-gen. I like it. Back-to-back uses. I I wish I knew somebody named Jen because it would just be a whole fun time. I, I'm like, I did old it. Jen. I did word it how everyone else did with next gen, and I was like, no, it's not next gen. No, it's fucking current. Gen. Yeah, we have moved on. Uh, Ghost Runner two though, it'll be interesting to see what it is because I know the first one is a lot of free form, just running and doing things, and it was really liked for what it was. So cool to see that he got a second one. Yeah. Uh, number three, like everything else in the world, Nintendo thinks it's going to have a hard time building switches due to the semiconductor shortage. Good news, Nintendo. If you just go to Lowe's, you go to the lighting aisle, a lot of light switches. Number four, the Xbox Series are launching in China on June 10th, so good luck finding those in a month. Yep. Pre-order if you're in China. Don't know why you're listening to this. Uh, If you're in China, hello. (laughs) Hi. That's Um, all I got for you. (laughs) I think they said May 16th, the pre-orders start. Uh, if you want to VPN yourself into China and try to get one ship back, then, you know, that's up to you. Just be wary of the Great Wall. Nice. It's a double entendre. There's a real Great Wall, and then there's another cyber Great Wall. Yeah. <laughs> the modern age Iron Curtain. 
Both have dead bodies in them. Whoa. When you think about it, man, Whoa. when you really think about it, though, like, it's not wrong. <laughs> Let me hit you with some bong thoughts. Well, uh, I'm not prepared for those. It's like, uh, Max. Yeah. It's been one of his things telling his chat. He's like, you guys are just taking bong thoughts and just running with them. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you mean. That's Everybody's good. just getting, sitting around saying stupid shit, and then somebody's taking it seriously. I 100% get that. Yep. Never done a bong, but I, I get the sentiment. Anyway, it's been seven days. What have you been up to? Um, Hitting the audiobooks big time. I finished the Witcher series, which I think I finished those last time. Uh, uh, no, you hadn't. Okay, so I finished the Witcher series. All eight I th- books. I think you were close. I think you had 20 minutes to yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, I was right. And you finished it on the way home. Yep. Finished those. Uh, started the game. Started the Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. I think I'm like 10 hours into it. Maybe 12. I don't know. Somewhere's around there. All right, all Been right. Been breezing through it. Yay, nay. Yeah, it's good. How, how are we feeling? I mean, the only Baron? thing. What's that? Baron? Baron? Have you met the Baron? Not yet. 10, 12 hours in, you haven't met the Baron? No. No, bro. Actually, you know what? No, for you, that. Okay, so here's my It, issue. it tracks. For you, it tracks. I, <laughs> I'm played? trying to be quick about the game. Clearly, you disagree. But I've <laughs> done a few things. To be fair, you're trying to be your version of quick about yeah. the game. <laughs> I did a few things to speed things up. A, playing on the, the story difficulty, easiest difficulty. Installed some mods. One of the mods being it shows me... Uh, I don't know how the map works on the on the normal game, the vanilla game. But I installed a mod that shows me all the icon locations. So when I go to a board like the board where you pick shit up. All that's like, I pick everything up and it shows up on my map. Oh, okay. So I see all like the markers everywhere. So like, that's kind of like, I've been going through and doing everything essentially in the regions I'm in. So that's been time consuming. Uh, I don't know how long I'm going to keep that up because there's just so much shit that like, I'll just never finish the game. Uh, so it's going well. I'm going to start probably Mass Effect this weekend, um, and we'll see how that goes. Um, uh, I listened to a book called The Bomber Mafia, uh, which is about um, basically the U.S.'s approach to bombing. Uh, mostly, I mean, it be- it came of importance in World War II, obviously. So you had like strategic bombing and uh, area bombing and those two schools of thought competing with each other and the people who are prominent in those really interesting book finished that. And then I started a biography on Julius Caesar, um, which is intense, reads like a textbook, but it's cool. That's where I'm at life right now. Doing Uh, it big. Doing it big. A lot of a lot of content. Yep. 
a lot of listening, uh, playing some some games, and that's that's about it. What are you up to? The huge. The huge would be the answer. Uh, MLB. Wow. Um, been playing Spider Man. Spider Man. Which one? The new one. Miles Morales. Okay. Uh, been having a fun. Just beat him up. Go around. Do some stuff. I feel like I'm getting. I feel like I'm at least halfway through. Okay. Usually it's like I open up the PlayStation. It's like MLB needs to update, and I'm like, all right, whatever. I'll switch over and play some Spider Man, and then I play more Spider Man than I intended. I'm just sitting there still playing Spider Man. I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna beat some guys up. Whatever, cool. Web swinging's fun, so I'm enjoying the game. It's pretty yeah. fun. They always remind me of like the infamous games. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I mean, same people, so I can see why. Is isn't it? it? I'm pretty it's, sure it is, isn't it? I don't know. I no, hold on. It it's the same people that made Sunset Overdrive, but uh, that would make a lot of sense. Hold on, Insomniac. Yeah, yeah. So it is the same people. Yeah, because wasn't it they they made Infamous and they left? They went and made Sunset Overdrive, but then they came back to and they made Spider Man, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yep. Makes sense. I, be- I believe that's the order of their. Uh, their hullabaloo. Let's see here. Just double checking the game's develop list. Ratchet, 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 resistance, ratchet, 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 resistance, resistance, ratchet, ratchet. Sunset Overdrive. Ratchet. Marvel Spider Man. Spider Man Miles Morales. Ratchet. So, yeah. So they didn't make Infamous? Nope. So who made Infamous then? Um, was that the other? Don't mind us. Gotta get to the bottom of this. Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch. That's the one for Infamous. Got us. Okay. We were close. Both have history. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so I've been playing that. It's been fun. Uh, I opened up Out of the Park Baseball. Okay. Three times this week. Okay. I'm in the off season, and I have seven rosters to manage, and every time I look at it, I'm just like, I'm not ready. Yeah, that's like a lot of... A lot. Just a lot. Yeah. I have the Major League... Ro- Let's see here. Major League, AAA, AA, A+, A, A, or is it A, two Gulf Coast Leagues, the DSL, and then the International Complex. Maybe it's nine. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, nine. Nine different rosters that I need to... I like. I'm at the off-season point where free agency is now open, and I'm trying to figure out what... What is my roster going forward, like into next year? And then I, and I don't, I could just have the AI do all of this, but what's the point? I don't want to, and if they do it wrong and it's a whole thing, it's like, you know, I just don't want to, I don't want to deal with that. I want to do it, but I need to sit there and I need to plan out my, my major league roster and go, yes, that is my major league roster 
going forward minus I need to like maybe make some moves to get some better players or whatever. And then these are going to be my minor leagues. Okay. You clearly are on AAA, but you suck and are never going to see the major. So I just need to demote you or release you type of thing and move other people up. So I don't hamper their production and yada, yada, yada. So it's just like a whole thing. Yeah. That's and I've opened it. I've looked at it. And every time I'm just like, ah, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. It's the most, I almost debated streaming it the other day of me doing it just so I would potentially force myself to at least make a decision. Mm-hmm. But the stream would have just been titled the most indecision, the most indecisive general manager of all time. And I would have just sat there for six hours <laughs> with the screen just open and be like, I don't, but can I move this one person? Uh, eh, I don't know. I don't know. And it's just like, ah, no, no, can't do that. People probably would have loved it. Uh, I don't think anybody would have watched People would have been me and myself. We know how that goes, Matt. We know how that goes. Okay. That being said, um, I was... I need to find the correct name of this. So you know how I'm kind of... Uh, while I look this up, before I f- even say that thought, um, been also listening to an audiobook now that I'm uh, I was supposed to be going back to work, I believe, on Monday. Like, full-time in the office instead of part-time. Okay. Uh, and so I started listening to an audiobook. I altered Carbon. Okay, yeah. I had started it before, mm-hmm. but I never made it. I didn't make it five minutes in, and then I can't remember if it was just that I was... I don't remember if I made it five minutes in, and then the pandemic hit, so I wasn't driving anywhere anymore, so I wasn't listening to audiobooks. And then I said, screw it. I'm not even going to listen to it while I drive. I'm just going to have my headphones in at work because there's none of my people there. No one's calling me. So I just listened to four hours of the audiobook on at work on a Wednesday. And I'm like, all right, cool. It's 17 hours long. So it's going to be a bit. Mm-hmm. But so far, so good. Hmm. No idea in relation to the show, like where I am in it. But yeah. All right. Is it any good? Do you like it so far? So far, I like it. Yeah. There's still like a lot of explaining that needs to go on. Like I've 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 started to understand some of the not necessarily even the characters but like the world mm-hmm. like I've understood some of it but then I'm still just like wait wait uh, you know what screw it just tell me you you'll tell me eventually if I need to worry about it you'll tell me yeah um and then I'm still reading through Snowden okay it's a quick it's an easy read it's just I it's just re- it's reading it's it's, it's as, actually reading yeah, it not it's listening not as to easy it. as an audio book yeah because usually if I get in bed it's like I'm gonna look at my phone for about five minutes and then I'm just gonna pass out yeah. Uh, I I don't do the I'm gonna pre go to bed. Yeah, where I go to bed and then 30 minutes later, if if I if that happens, it's never on purpose. It's oh I went to bed and now I'm it's an hour and a half later and I'm just sitting here tossing and turning and I'm I want to die. Um, I've completely forgot to look up what I was looking up. <laughs> oh, the thing about the Bomber Mafia book that was really interesting is the guy is a podcaster as well and he designed the audio book like a podcast. So oh, it has. Like clear breakpoints in it, or well, it has sound effects like that add to oh. the experience. And then, like Every now when he's just... talking about like specific people, he and he'll cut in their actual like audio, like there's oh, so like them to, talking to what Dave does. Not Dave. Oh God, Dan, Dan. Uh. Like Dan, Dan will do it when he's pulling from a primary source. If he has the audio, if he has yeah. the audio clip yeah. of them, basically that. But like, it's more refined. 
Okay. All right. Yeah. I got that. I see what you mean. Pick up what you're putting down type of thing. Yeah. Um, the thing I was going to say, you know how I'm kind of on the, I almost said spectrum. Not at all what I went on. <laughs> uh, I like to hunt random new energy sources like uh, powders or drinks or, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, okay. Um, I've I've done the G Fuel thing. Fun while it lasted, but I've moved on for reasons, obvious and otherwise. Yeah. Uh, so that's out. Then the most recent, I have the the spark my sparkling caffeine, usually my go to of just like a wake me up or whatever, but. Only because it's the easiest thing for me to just grab and leave the house. Like making something. I'm usually on the, I've woken up, I've changed, I've cleaned, I'm out. Yeah. There, there is no like stop and do something type of moment for me. So I can just grab a can and be gone. But if I'm home or if I have the, the extra moment or what I would like to do is now that I'm going back full time, I think I might buy a new backpack. Uh it's more like a commuter one that I could throw like a container in and I could make something at work type of thing. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've kind of bounced around the idea because I had the, I still have a bottle of vanilla, uh, cancer of vanilla protein downstairs. Too big, not carrying that with me to work. Yeah. Then I had that smaller one. The, I don't know if you ever saw it. It was on top of the fridge. It was a smaller one from Rise. Yeah, it's just like a little. Yeah, it was like half the half, if not smaller than the one that's up there now, and that was pretty good. I did really enjoy that, so I almost debated buying that one again from them. But every time I try to buy from them, usually whatever I'm looking for is always out of stock, or there's like only one flavor out of the three because everybody's buying it, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh my god, that it just gets annoying. So then there was this one that showed up. Uh, on on the old Twitter feed, uh, called Esports Nutrition. Now, you know it's kind of whatever on the name, right? Yeah. Immediately, everybody's gonna get connotations. Yeah, as you should. Uh, the reason I saw it was from a European WoW player, one of the best, mm-hmm. and he's the director of it. Oh, okay. So I was like, okay. Interesting. Real people are actually, you know, vouching for it. Uh, And he's, he's not a small man. He swole. He do the big thing. He pick it up. He put it down. He do big numbers. Uh, I believe I I always get this wrong, but I believe it's Ginji. Not Ginji. I believe it's Ginji. G-I-N-G-I. I'm going to get that wrong. But they have, it's, here's, I'm just reading their Twitter profile. I'm not even going to go to the site, but energy and nutrition for gamers. Vegan friendly, not that that matters to me. No fillers, no maltodextrin, whatever. But they have multiple products of, there's like a powder, there's, they have their own shakers, obviously, because who doesn't have your own shaker at this point? But they have powders, I think they have gummies, they have smaller canisters, they have some other things and whatever. Biggest downside. Currently, don't ship to the U.S. Oh, that's interesting. And I was just like, son of a bitch. I want to try esports nutrition, but they don't ship to the U.S. Because I'm always, I'm always, I'll try anything once. 
Well, yeah. And if I like it, I'll go back. So when I saw this pop up and I was like, I know, and I know the player, I was like, you're not you're like technically, yes, it's a sponsor, right? But like you own it. So, all right, let's see. So I was curious, but then I, it doesn't come to the U.S. So now I'm sad. That's crazy. I I'm mean, not, I guess it, it's the entitlement, but you know, usually they say eventually they're planning it, but oh, obviously yeah, sure they will. It's, and obviously if you're a European pace player, it makes sense. You'd have it in Europe first, mm-hmm. but I was just like, ah, I can't try it. Hmm. I'll pay the shipping. Obviously. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Just add it to the list of things that should sponsor us. We don't have an official energy drink. We don't have an official merch uh, outfitter. We don't have anything official. No one's ever paid us to do anything, actually. We've paid a lot of money to do other things. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. All right. You got anything? I'm good. I will finish with a, a sound, a call to action, as as the people call it, Matt. Both in YouTube and other things, they always wanted. They want you usually have a call to action somewhere in your thing, right? Usually, it's the old. Make sure you click subscribe, hit that notification bell, ding, 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 woo, buzzers, and there's sound effects and everything. Our call to action is usually me just saying an offhanded thing of, "Yo, go to Twitter, find the Twitter account." Because I never remember what the name of it is, even though I made it, and tweet something at it. No one does that. So what I'm going to do instead is I'm going to list everything again that I haven't done in a few months. Give it. I haven't done it in years. Probably two of them. (laughs) (laughs) It was to interact or say something to the Twitter account at gamers underscore two. Leave a review. iTunes, Spotify, literally wherever you're listening to this. You can leave a review there. I will find it, I'm sure. If I don't find it, screenshot it and send it to the Gamers 2 Twitter account. I will guaranteed see it then. We have one review on iTunes, five stars, from a guy in Sweden. I think I talked about this before. Yep. Says we're hysterical. If you're still listening, Swedish man from 2019, appreciate you. <laughs> Swedish person. You might have been a woman. I wasn't positive. But good on you. And then... In every description that we always do, there's a thing that says questions slash comments. And if you click that, that is a hyperlink that will take you to a Google form that you can fill out to ask questions, comment on anything, tell us we suck. I, don't, I honestly don't care what you write. I welcome all feedback anyway. And then if it's questions, we answer them. Such as I think the most recent one is still about mimosas, which sent me into a spiral. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's all I have. And then we will see you guys at a Yankee game in two weeks. No, not really. But also really? Question marks? Have a good night. See you later. Bye-bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.